about when I I'd be like, hey, <laughs> new highs, man. Uh, so Caterpillar and Merck actually hit new highs. Do you all know that Merck was the was the was the so that a black CEO at the time under his regime they came up with the drug that helped people with HIV and AIDS. Merck was the company that came out with that drug to make people with HIV and AIDS be able to live healthy lives. That was the company. Under a black CEO, they came out with that drug. Um, So right now, again, they've hit a new high. Um, Caterpillar, listen, this is, these are both boring companies. These are both boring companies. They will not get the spotlight. They will not shine. But here's what I want you to know, y'all. Here's what I want you to know. These are the companies that make us the most money. The companies that don't be on TV every day. The company, you don't want them all in the videos, singing on, Jose, I need that grab. I need that song. You don't want the CEO all in the video singing on all your songs. <laughs> That's what we want, man. So again, these two come to his new house. But watch this. Watch the road to this next one. Check this out. Apple and Tesla hit 52-week lows today. Now, I will say this. I still believe in Apple. I still believe in Tesla, right? Um, I think if Elon actually gives up the... I think if Elon gives up the, the Twitter thing, man, this company has so much potential, but I've never ran a billion-dollar company, so I, I can't tell him how to run a billion-dollar company. But I think he should give that up, right? I think, I think when you become so successful, you get into a space where you just start doing stuff, right? You just start doing stuff, and you start asking yourself, I wonder if I could do this. And I think that was the case with that, right? Now, I have a case for Apple. Watch this. Let's go to this next one. So here's my six points for Apple. Write these down. This is Trapper's bull case scenario for Apple. This is my bull case scenario for it, right? One, Apple will be one of the biggest players in the AR, VR space. 100%. Two, regulations stay headline risk. So because Apple will have so much exposure to China, their regulations will always be there, but they'll find a way to navigate. Three, the company has a strong balance sheet, so dividends and buyback will always be significant in this system. I don't like Apple's dividend because it is so, so, so low, and they have room to increase it, but because they have so much cash, I'm not worried about them. Three, Apple is getting out of China. They are navigating and moving over to India, which gives them an entire boatload of opportunities. Right? Four, iPhone growth and revenue growth, it will stay positive. As long as iPhone growth stays positive, Apple will be okay. The minute the iPhone growth gets into negative, we got a problem. Jose, I need this. Houston, we have a problem. I need that button. Um... And lastly, as long as they boost and service revenue. Now, remember we talked about something that Apple did. So Apple allowed, they're creating a version in Europe where other companies can, third-party companies can get on the App Store. If they do that, well, when they do that, you know that America is going to want to do that. 
right? But there's going to be another, there's going to be another version of the iOS. And so what Apple has done is the App Store is 100% the greatest business model ever created. Why? Because all Apple has is the digital real estate. That's what they have. They have digital real estate. And then now what they do is they allow other companies to come rent space on their app. And now you pay me 30% of all the business revenue because you're on my app. Right? Which is why it was important for them to get Elon to shut up because Elon is a a fire starter. Right? He's a disruptor. He has a, a humongous following of people who love him. Right. And so this is my bull case for Apple. I still believe that Tim Cook is 100 percent one of the greatest CEOs of our era. I think Elon is as well. Um, the, it is always hard. 40 laws of power. Never outshine a master, but also never step into a great man's shoes. He stepped into Steve Jobs shoes. And I will go on record as saying he is 100 percent running Apple company better than Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was an innovator, but he wasn't a people person. Tim Cook is a businessman. Apple hasn't innovated, but they found different ways to watch this. They found ways to go deeper and wider. Deeper meaning take the services that we already have and drive it deeper. Wider by expanding the business model. Yeah. All right, let's go, man. How y'all feeling, man? Let's go, man. So check this out. All right, so these companies right here, as of today, have given up all of the gains that they've made since the pandemic. That's right. That's right. These companies have given up all of the gains that they've made since the pandemic. So everything they've made from 2020 to 2022, all of those gains, Amazon, Adobe, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Visa, Google, Nike, Costco, Toyota, and MasterCard have all given up all the pandemic games. We can clap for that. Why? Because this may present an opportunity. But... Come on, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Bullshit. I see you shining, nigga. <laughs> right? So these companies have given up all of the games. So if you, you're back to, they're back to 2020 numbers. Now, could be a buying opportunity, but I personally feel, Jose, this is a mark my word. Episode 23, Trapper said it. Amazon will go under $80. You feel me? Amazon will go under $80. Mark my word. It will get under 80. It will get under 80, Jose. It will get under 80. I feel it. I feel it. Looking at what I see, looking at the economic environment that we're in, right? Understanding that there isn't a catalyst to push it up. There isn't a catalyst. So the one thing we got to look at when we're looking at stocks and we're looking at companies is this. What is the catalyst that will push the company forward? 
Now, I'm not saying that it's not a good company. Remember to stop. Watch this, y'all. Take notes to this. Take heed to this. It's about to be game. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not wrong sometimes because that happens. But when Amazon was 120, I said, yo, it's going to go under 90. And we got under 90. Trap. Well, you already was right on that. How can you do this? Well, because I'm looking at the economic environment that we're in. It's not saying I'm smarter than everybody. I'm just saying I'm paying attention to behavior patterns. Okay, let's talk about the behavior patterns. My brother Jeremy is in here. He has a wife. All right, so here's the thing. Jeremy can ask his wife sometimes, babe, you hungry? No, I'm not hungry. Babe, you sure you're not hungry? Babe, I'm not hungry. You sure you don't want to eat, babe? Babe, I am positive I don't want to eat. Boom, Jeremy orders some food. But Jeremy's smart. He orders some extra fries. Why did he all extra fries? Because he knew his wife. He understands the behavior pattern. So when he ordered the extra fries, what happens? When she put her hand in the fries, hey, babe, check this out. I got you some fries. Am I right or wrong? Why did he buy her some fries? Because he understood the behavior. This is not his girlfriend. This is not somebody he just found out. This is his wife. He's been with her for years. He know that even when she says she's not hungry, she may not really be hungry. But because he got the fries, she wants some fries. This is how it goes. So what he did was he thought ahead. He bought some extra fries for her. Right? He used some extra fries for her. He understood the environment in which we was in. Jeremy is a smart man. He is a man that will keep this marriage going because he understood it is time to buy some extra fries. <laughs> All right, so that's the same thing here with us, y'all. It's understanding, right? It's understanding the environment. Right? It's under, she don't want the burger. She don't even want the drink. She want the fries. All right, but here's what we do. When we looking at the market, I'm saying to myself, what is the environment? What is the catalyst that's pushing the market up or down? And I list those catalysts out. Here's the positives. Here's the negatives. And we see which one is heavy on the plate. Right now, then the market has no catalyst for positivity. They've already told us that interest rates have to come down from where they are to 2%. We won't get there to 2024. So here's what we need. We need to see what is the catalyst for these. Okay, so Amazon, Adobe. Bank of America, remember, banks don't do well in recessionary environments. Why don't they do well? This is why T. Rowe price is not good for me right now. Why they don't do well? Because in recessionary environments, people aren't spending money. Banks have to sit money on the side. They're not lending money out. Why? Because we already heard the stat. What does the stat say? The stat says that 75% of people are at least 30 days behind on some type of bill. Why would I lend money in that environment? If I do lend money in this environment, it has to be at our premium. People don't want to pay the premium. Next, 
Banks are putting, we, put, we stayed a stat a couple weeks ago, $4 trillion on the side for what? Loss aversion. Why? Because they know that people will what? Default on loans. So what they did was put money on the side for that. Right? So we understand in the environment there is no catalyst for positivity. All right, let's go, man. All right. So here is the ultimate triangle offense for the market, but not for us. So usually it's the S&P, which represents the market, cash, and then bonds. Stocks, bonds, cash. Stocks, bonds, cash. But watch this. Watch this. The S&P 500, as of today, is down 20%. Cash is losing 7% of its value because it's getting eaten up by inflation. Bonds is having its worst year ever. So this is a, when you hear about the market, you hear stocks, bonds, and cash. So this is the ultimate triangle offense. Usually, they complement one another. Usually, you can have a great market in stocks. Bonds would be all right in between. Or if you're having a good bond market, stocks aren't really doing too good because investors go to bonds for safety. Right? Cash is usually only the oxygen that fuels both. Right? Cash is the oxygen that fuels both. So when cash is down, because of inflation, the S&P is down and bonds are down. Let's go back to week 21 when we said the hedge funds and the mutual funds have increased by 15% their cash on the sideline. Hey, Jeremy, I be teaching up here, bro. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to it. So now, now we're telling the story. So now we understand the story in full layout. Okay, mutual funds have increased. Um, mutual funds say they, they've increased their cash on the sideline. All right, cool. Because they've increased that, well, why aren't they investing? This should be the market. Well, here's why. When stocks are down, usually they can run to bonds. But bonds are having its worst share ever. Remember, we're seeing an inverted yield curve. What is the inverted yield curve, Trap? That's when the two-year bond has a bigger return than the 10-year bond. We talked about that episode one. So because of that, what has happened? We've seen investors have nowhere to go. God, this is good. All right, let's go, man. Sheesh. All right, so I'm going to go to the board. I want y'all to just shout out to this, this, to this graphic right here, y'all. Like, this, this is graphic. This is so much. <laughs> All right, let's shout out to this graphic right here, right? New edition, baby. Can you stand the rain? Yeah. All right, good, good. That boy, good. That boy, good. All right, so let's go to the board right quick. Let's go to our TV right quick. All right. 
The S&P 500 bear market is over the past century, right? The S&P 500, 20% declines from all-time high post-World War II. All right, so let's talk about each one of them. Let's talk about them, right? In 2020, we had a peak one. It didn't last that long. Uh, 87 and 61 lasted six months. Uh, 1956, this, was, this lasted for one year. 2007, right here, sheesh, lasted 18 months. The S&P dropped about 57%. All right. In 2020, we got a 30% drop. In 87, we got a 30% drop. These lasted about six months. Um, 73, we got almost two years. We got about a 45% drop. All right. And in 2020, we had a 30-month bear market that gave us right at 49%. So what do we see here is during these declines, these represent opportunities. These represent opportunities. Right? For us, we don't have to try to find the bottom. What we have to do is find great companies that can perform for us with great balance sheets. This is not the time for us to guess. This is not the time for us to uh, ask our cousin who never watched Trap and Tuesdays or who never invest in a stock, this is not the time for us to ask them what to invest in. This is time for us to do the research, do the homework that we talk about, and understanding the valuation of a business and what we can do, because check this out. Even if we got in around here at 50%, yes, we've seen the market go down another 9%, but we can now average down into that 9%, bring our cost basis down, and from 2007 to 2022, we went on a huge run. From 2000 to 2007, we went on a huge run. So the market will give us runs and bunches. The perspective we have to take in place is, how do I find great companies that do well over time? This is what I want you to understand. Even though the market is down, here's the thing I wanted to talk to y'all about earlier. The stock and the company are two completely different entities. Sit on it for a second. I just, I just threw an alley-oop in the game. I just threw a monger in the game that a lot of people are not going to get. The stock... and the company are two different entities but are married to investor emotion. Mm. All right? Let's talk about it. The stock and the company are two different entities that are married by investor emotions. Man, try what the hell are you talking about? All right, here we go. Let's talk about it. That's why I like to have these conversations, right? Here's the conversation. The stock at the core is based on the performance of the company, the fundamentals. But the movement is predicated by 
investor emotions. This is a walk-off home run right here. This is a walk-off home run. All right, let's, 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 let's get into it. Some people like, uh-uh, mm-mm. You ain't about to run that by me like that, Trap. You got you to back it up, but you got to back that ass up like juvenile. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. The stock, yes, its representation is a piece of the business. The shares represent pieces of the business, right? We, we, we right there. The movement, the movement is based on how investors feel about said company, right? Okay, let's back, let's, let's stop it right there for a second. When a company does good for earnings, investors feel good about the company, so the stock price goes up. Well, Trap, I've seen a company do good for earnings, but the stock went down. Why? Netflix or Disney can have good earnings, but bad subscriber growth or slow subscriber growth, that'll cause the stock to go down. Why? Because even though the company is earning money, the catalyst to the business isn't the earnings, the catalyst is subscribers. Which is why Reed Hastings said, we don't want to focus on subscribers no more, let's focus on profitability. Why? Because he understood that he was losing subscribers, but also because he was the only company in the streaming service that was profitable. God damn. Yeah, that one, that tell me that one no more, bro. That one no more. Listen. God, that was good. Hey, I be like it when I kick it like that. All right, so let's go back. Let's go back. You have to understand the catalyst to what makes the stock move. Remember, in my bull case scenario for Apple, the thing at the bottom said, as long as iPhone revenue consistently grows, this is one of my bull cases. But then I said, if iPhone revenue slows down, we got a problem. Why? Because the iPhone is the catalyst for the Apple brand. All the other stuff is good, but the iPhone revenue is the catalyst to the Apple brand. The minute the iPhone stops doing well, Apple stock will fall drastically. Yeah. Why? Because investors feel like the catalyst is declining. The stock and the price are two different entities that are married to investor emotion. Goddamn. <laughs> that boy is good. <laughs>